Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. I'm going to call this segment, Will the Real Pro-Lifers Please Vax Up? My topic today is vaccine hesitancy. A number of news reports have found that evangelical Christians are the most vaccine hesitant of virtually any group in America. And yet we profess those of us who are, you know, evangelical, who are Bible-believing Christians, um, most of us profess a pro-life ethos. And it really got me thinking, how is it that we can reconcile being hesitant or opposed to getting vaccinated with being pro-life? So I'm going to take a stab at, at talking about some of this for this segment. Um, and I think what I want to do is hit the main kind of objection. The main objection that I've been hearing, and I've screened cases, I've talked to people about this, and I'm reading it in the news reports. The main objection is, well, I trust God. I don't need a vaccine. God is my vaccine. You know, God will keep me healthy and safe. Um, I learned early on in my faith journey that there's a difference between faith and presumption. And friends, this smacks of presumption. Um, I don't know how else to put it. There's no necessary conflict between faith in God and common sense and science. You know, they're just not in conflict. The history of science is really a history premised on the belief that there is order in the universe because God is a God of laws and of order. And the likes of Isaac Newton, to name just one, was a you know devout uh, Christian, a devout believer in God's orderly universe. And scientists would study the laws of nature, believing that God had ordained them. So the fact that science has developed as it has, uh, there's no conflict necessarily. Now, that's not to say that, that scientists are friendly to religion, but there's no necessary conflict. But what about faith and presumption? I mean, God expects us you know, to use our senses, to use our common sense. He says to Isaiah, come, let us reason together says to the Jewish people, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. You know, uh, use your logic. How is it pro-life to go through, you know, life unprotected, unvaccinated? We know that uh, in order to achieve herd immunity, we have to have a high percentage of the population vaccinated. We also know that there are a few who you know, for whom vaccination is not an option for various medical reasons and such. So we're not talking about that. Of course, there are legitimate reasons why some people can't be vaccinated. But for those of us who can't, why is vaccine hesitancy 
so prevalent among evangelicals. And I think it's a false understanding of faith is really at the heart of it. You know, getting vaccinated is not a sign of distrusting God. You know, it might be a sign that we take love your neighbor uh, seriously and that we want to protect ourselves, but we also want to protect uh, those around us who we care about and those who we may encounter in public because we're going to be much less likely either to get sick ourselves or to expose others. We're going to do our part as part of the community to keep everybody safe. In the news this morning, Brazil has either topped or approached 4,000 people dead in a single day, which is where the United States was not very long ago. Um, I'm recording here in April. The pandemic is back to where we were last summer, but we're not completely out of the woods. We're doing well with vaccinating people here in the United States, but based on the current statistics of vaccine hesitancy, we're not going to get to herd immunity. That's just not going to happen unless there's a change of attitude among many, many Americans. You know, contact us at churchstate.org if you have a good argument for why faith requires you not to be vaccinated. I just don't see it. To me, it is absolutely presumptuous. You know, you're not going to drive down the freeway at 100 miles an hour and say, oh, it's perfectly safe. Um, kids, unbuckle your seatbelts. You know, stick your head out the, uh, the sunroof and, you know, let your hair blow in the breeze at 100 miles an hour. We're perfectly safe. God's going to keep us safe. I mean, that's what this is like to me. It's absolutely presumptuous. You know, we can practice common sense safety measures. Um, now, what about the politics? People are saying, well, you know, there's a political divide over the vaccines. But I don't understand that because the Trump administration took great pride in being big promoters of the vaccine and how much they had pushed for the prompt development of vaccines and taking a lot of credit for the fact that these vaccines had developed so quickly. So I think that there is, frankly, another problem here, which is a misunderstanding of our concept of freedom. In America, we have this sort of sense of rugged individualism that, uh, well, the government can't tell me what to do. Nobody can tell me what to do. It's, it's all about me, 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 me. And I want to preserve my freedom. So I don't want somebody telling me that I should get vaccinated. It's my body. I'm going to do what I want with it. And this may be, you know, to some extent an exaggeration, but, but I do think that this notion of uh, a kind of hyper individualistic sense of freedom is misplaced. And, and mind you, this is Freedom's Ring. This is a show that's dedicated to religious freedom and to understanding what freedom is. Uh, right now, we need freedom from the, the pandemic, freedom from the disease. And we need it not just for ourselves as individuals, but for our community. So we can, you know, return to some semblance of, of normal life. Right. And, and this is not something that we can do individually, but we all have a part to play because 
if we don't achieve some kind of herd immunity, then we're going to be stuck with wearing masks and social distancing and, and various other kinds of precautions for a long time to come. Uh, what I do, what you do, has an impact that goes beyond ourselves. And, you know, biblically, this kind of hyper-individualism is simply not biblical. The culture of the ancient Near East, the Jewish community, and those times was not hyper-individualistic. It was much more uh, the, the people of Israel, the community, the body of Israel, the nation, the tribes, the 12 tribes. It was very much about the community. It was not this hyper-individualism. And the religion was about coming together. So, you know, there's been a lot of energy this past year about the importance of coming together for worship, right? Uh, community worship. Well, if we're going to emphasize the importance of the community coming together to worship God, well, how can we miss the importance of the community when it comes to getting the vaccine and protecting not only ourselves, but the community as a whole? I think that we need to rethink our notion of freedom and realize that freedom is, is not just an individual matter, but true freedom uh, is about the community as a whole. And there's a balance between our individual rights and, and uh, the needs and interests of the community. And as Christians, yes, we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in the land, they could deliver only their own souls by their faith, right? So, um, Yes, our own, we have a very personal faith in Jesus Christ as believers in Jesus, but we're still part of a community of faith, and we're part of a community in our nation, in our states, in our towns and cities. Uh, and, and we're called to care about one another in as much as you've done it for the least of these, you've done it to me, Jesus said. So the folks that you might expose to the virus by not getting vaccinated. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. And um, I think that we need to rethink what it means to be a Christian in community and what it means to be free and, and what it means to have faith. It's not a matter, we're not distrusting God. You know, when we take a vaccine, Paul says that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, and Seventh-day Adventists have put a great emphasis on healthful living. And we don't just say, well, God, you know, keep me healthy. No, we learn about our bodies, and we learn how to be healthy, what it means to eat a healthy diet and to have exercise and, you know, fresh water to drink and to have rest, including Sabbath rest, how to try to pursue a balanced, healthy life so that we can be of service to God and service to one another. 
we don't just presume, oh, well, if I trust God, he's going to keep me healthy. You know? No. Um, we don't just eat a junk food diet and think that God is somehow going to intervene and keep us from getting heart disease or diabetes. We take responsibility for our own health. And that's, to me, just very basic here. I, I for one, uh, was very excited when I finally had the opportunity to get my vaccine. So I hope all of us who profess to be pro-life, being pro-life in my mind, being pro-vaccine, I hope to hear from some of you, be very interested in your views. You can contact us through our website at churchstate.org. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. We've been talking about the necessity of Christians getting one of the vaccines for the COVID-19 virus. Thank you for listening. As we close, remember friends, even the coronavirus won't slow down our efforts to protect your religious freedom. We don't just talk about it here at Freedom's Ring. We provide legal services to those suffering religious discrimination, especially those suffering religious discrimination in the workplace with your jobs. Check us out at churchstate.org, churchstate.org on the web. And don't forget, friends, freedom is most definitely not free. Be informed, get involved, join the North American Religious Liberty Association, producer of Freedom's Ring. And NARLA, as we call it, is on the web at religiousliberty.info, religiousliberty.info. Be sure to listen to Freedom's Ring, all of our programs on our SoundCloud radio station or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, friends, keep freedom ringing.